Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my bestie, my brawler, my broski, Master John Lord Valentine Hotcat. Yeah, me. Shit. <laughs> I feel the energy. <laughs> can I get an Hallelujah. <laughs> Daisy, and can I get an amen? amen. Like, Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to be here. We're excited. We haven't done an episode. Um, in a in few a, days. In a few days, John. It's been, <laughs> it's been a few days. It's been a few days. Yeah. So, we're going to mention this again to the, to the listeners that we are going to Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Um, I'm sure there'll be times where I'll throw in a rerun. Yeah, bonus episode. Bonus episode. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, after the first of the year, John and I are going to switch over to doing a video podcast and we're yeah. going to get our stuff out on YouTube and some other sites. Heck yeah. And, um, you know, we're in another country. So another country? Another country. We're in all the countries. We're just going to have to start making up countries now. <laughs> Fake countries to keep going into new ones. I'm telling you. I mean, we're about 30 away from 30 away from the, the entire planet. Yeah. Isn't that okay. crazy? North Korea, we're coming for you. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Kim Jong-un is listening. You know what? I I'm think he's kinky. I think he's kinky for sure. Right. Yes. And if I had to guess, I would think he's an age player. Oh, my God. I think so. You know, he's running a country. He's doing his thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if he's listening, I'm going to be dead after this because he's going to shoot a missile at me. Yeah. He's so in control of everything and has yeah. such a tight grip on everything. Yeah. I bet he's the biggest fucking sub. I bet you. He just needs the right. You know how it is. People with I know that feel the need for control all the time. They need that release. They do. They need to be okay. a sub. And there's no shame. He just looks like a little little sub boy. He does. <laughs> little sissy boy. Can you imagine him in a little pink tutu? Well, you know, <laughs> Trump, Trump gave him the nickname Little Rocket Man. <laughs> And Trump would know, wouldn't and Trump he? Trump would know. Nice. And he's so cute. But you know. Both of them, I swear. <laughs> get a little German. We'll get a big German Amazon woman. Uh-huh. With a whip. And what? tell them both what to do. Oh, okay. Trump and say. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to put Putin in the mix on that one, too. Oh, he's a, you know Putin's a sissy. <laughs> got so much little dick energy it's ridiculous oh my god his whole war is just to prove he has a big dick that he doesn't have okay i'm in trouble now we are so too many trouble. politics <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get some comments oh, oh no people don't like us <laughs> you know what howard stern said the people that don't like you are your biggest fans because they're listening to you even more than the people that do like you. That's right. So they can talk shit about That's you. That's right. So you know I what? Let's it. piss some people off today. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of pissing, John, I think we need to bring in 45 sexual fetishes and kinks you probably haven't heard of until now. Let's get kinky. Let's do it. Because I love to piss and shit on people. I know you do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We've seen people get pissed on at the parties. Yes. FYI, there's a party this weekend. FYI, you remember that time that somebody got peed on during the party and there was fucking steam coming off of them? Yep. 
<laughs> I was there. You were there. You got to watch it. And then we went out to the tent, and it was cold outside. Yes. And girls were squirting, and steam was coming out of their pussies. It sure was. It was hot fucking pussies. It's fucking hot out. <laughs> I remember that night. I'm still friends with those girls. That's right, Angel. <laughs> you you really show people. Yeah, she did. Show people that pussy. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. She's um, coming to the party, everybody. Well, I was going to say, and we got this party coming up Saturday. Yeah, she's, she'll be here. This is, you know, like I don't know year. if she's listening, but shout out to her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she hears it. She's probably like, I'm not going anymore. I'm not going anywhere. Fuck you, John. Uh, <laughs> it's my birthday, Angel. You have to. <laughs> so you, you remember last year was Mystical Mayhem. Yeah. For your birthday. This year we're doing Steampunk Circus. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be fucking awesome. I showed you my pants today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to have a fucking blast. I know I am. I know you are. What do we tell people every time they come to parties? If you don't have a good time... There's something wrong. It's your own fucking fault. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Don't be a dick. Don't be a douche. Don't be a hater. You'll have a good time. That's right. Don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Oh, God. Brush your teeth and wear nice shoes. You. When I went, to, I was really expecting more in Amsterdam. And when I'm going around, and those single guys are wearing their little tidy whities in black, they're all playing with their little heads of their dicks. And I'm like, that is not sexy. No. So I have to tell men as they walk in at the gate, don't fucking play with your cock in front of people. It is not sexy unless they're asking you to. Right. If there's a scene and that's, like, right. that's what's happening, go yes. for it. Yes. Don't just walk into the party and pull your dick out and start stroking it in front of everybody. Who wants that? Have a personality. (laughs) Talk to people. Personality. (laughs) All right, John. All right, let's get kinky. Yes. You ready? We're gonna we're talking on men's health, but this is subsection women's health because apparently women are kinkier than men. I'm 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 thinking you, that. You think so? I, I'm thinking that. They just don't <laughs> want to admit it as much as men do. Women do. Uh-huh. This has been scientific studies. Okay. Tell Women us. Women do fantasize more than men do. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't have the study with me. No, it's okay. I have to look it up. But we'll believe you. As far as I know, women fantasize more often than men do. I can believe that. Yeah. Maybe they're like Men are more visual and women are more mental. Yeah, mental. I can see that. Mental health, but also. Mental health, too. Well, your your type of past women, I could say that's for damn sure. You know? (laughs) Past women, yeah. Past women. I was very specific about that. I'm I'm outgrowing that part of myself. (laughs) You have grown. I have. You've grown this year. I'm a big boy. You are a big boy. Who's a good boy? I said to you, this last relationship, I'm like, John, don't you fuck it up. <laughs> yes, you did. She's fucking amazing. She is. Okay. So. And kinky. Oh, yeah. She's sexy. And she's sexy as fucking latex. She, yeah. Oh, you know, speaking I, of latex, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say something, but it's not go appropriate. No, it's like, I get to wake up next to her every day. I know how sexy right? she is. Right? Yeah. Every we day. Without latex. Every day I'm, I wake up, I'm like. Fuck, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Because her being naked is the most important thing, right? (laughs) I know. What a shame. You have to wake up next to a hot, sexy blonde. (laughs) I know. I know. I struggle through. I push through. I know. know, I know. For all mankind. Exactly. Somebody has to do it. (laughs) 
So, you know, this week I've had a couple of good emails. And oh, we got some good emails. We do have some good emails. It wasn't directed to the podcast. Oh, okay. It was directed about the party. And this one guy, he reached out to us, and um, he is an enthusiast in the latex community. And he's gone all over Europe, and, you know, he wears his latex and it's just incredible. It's beautiful. He's got a lot of really cool pictures. And coincidentally, he's here on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. And I wrote him because he was a maybe for the party. And he's like, you know, I really don't know anybody. And I'm like, look, just come. I will give you a tour or someone will give you a tour. But I'll ha- be happy, happy to introduce you to other people. Because there's a couple of latex enthusiasts. And so I, of course, told him about you know, your partner. And, you know, I told him that we have another gentleman who is a lover of latex as well. But, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, maybe people aren't as involved here with latex because it's so fucking hot. You know, that could be a reason. And, a lot, you know, a lot of people are involved in latex. They just don't know how to find each other, I think. Maybe. Even on FET, it's, FET can be, still can be difficult. It really can. It's not as user-friendly as some sites, yeah. you know? And, you know, my partner and I have even talked about having a munch for latex people just to try to get some people That's to meet idea. each other. So maybe we do that. Maybe we have a latex party. That would be really cool. It might not be as big, but yeah. it brings different people out. It would definitely be, you know, even if we say latex and PVC. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, when I say latex, I kind of lump that in there. Yeah. Because PVC is similar. Similar. Or latex even, and rubber, though, is so much more expensive. Yeah. Or <laughs> latex even, is rubber. May, maybe we have a latex rubber PVC leather. Yeah, there we go. And leather, too. And leather. Leather's bigger here on the Gulf Coast. People like leather. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of boot families and all that. Leather families. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. All right. So. Let's get to the good stuff. We're going to. Oh, emails. You said oh. you had a couple. Yeah. So that was one about the party. He was talking about latex. But there's one we're going to get to in a minute because I see one of my topics here is age play. Okay. On okay. the fetish list. But we're going to get to that. Go ahead, John. We're going to, you know, go all the way around some of this on the list. Well, you know, Mia, you've definitely heard of foot fetishes and bondage, but there's basically a bottomless well of sexual kinks and fetishes that turn people on. Mm-hmm. But what exactly are fetishes and sexual kinks? And why do people have them? <laughs> well, for starters, all fetishes and kinks, but not all kinks, are fetishes, according to sex therapist Catherine Perenas, PhD. A fetish is a sexual attraction to an inanimate object, body parts, or situations not commonly viewed as being sexual in nature. There you go. A kink is a broader term that includes a variety of sexual interests, behaviors, preferences, and fantasies that are thought to be outside of the mainstream. So we've had... Maybe it's time we do another episode on fetishes and what that means. Because it's been... Probably two and a half years since we did it. Yeah, it's been a long time. So normally, a kink is something that turns you on, and a fetish is something that you can't get off without it. So if you have a leather fetish, you have to have some form of leather in your play. A leather collar, leather cuffs, leather boots, something. Something, yeah. That you incorporate into your play. Or if you have a, a latex fetish, maybe you have a mask that you wear, or you... You know, you bring those things in. Yeah. So they're almost required. Maybe not 100% of the time, 
but you find it difficult to have the sexual experience you want without that thing. And it doesn't have to be a thing. It's a, an act or a fantasy. Where a kink is something that you like to do sometimes, but it's not required. You can still get along without it. So we've said before, oral sex, even though it's sexual, would be a good example for me for a fetish. If I'm going to have, if I'm going to play with somebody, whether it's giving or receiving, it doesn't really matter to me. Somebody's getting something licked or put in the mouth. <laughs> That's just the way it's going to go. Establish that, yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to play. I don't want to. It's like, wait, we're not, we're not doing. Okay, no. <laughs> Titties going in my mouth. A dick's going in somebody's mouth. Something's happening. I have an oral fixation, so. You needed to nurse a lot more as a child. <laughs> I was taken away too early as a kitten. <laughs> From your litter. <laughs> <laughs> I was a suckling puppy, and now I just suck on, on blankets. <laughs> touché, touché, okay. John. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to some kinks. Yes. Now the first one's really not not one of ours that you ever really hear about or talk about. Well, we, we can talk about it a little bit. You I guess talk about, whatever you want. I about. got some ideas on you, this one. You go ahead. I can't say it. <laughs> well, acrotomophilia describes sexual arousal towards amputees or the sites of amputation on the body. There is a hierarchy of preferences, with leg amputations being the most desirable. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. According to a 1976 study. Well, see, that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. The country was 200 years old, so we were in the, you know, a good age to make studies. Also, <laughs> that's when I was born, so. <laughs> a preference was also shown for amputations of a left stump. With left... That left a stump, sorry. Yeah. Which in a 1997 study theorized was due to the phallic nature nature of the remaining limb. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. If you lose a hand and you still have the arm with the stump of the wrist. Yeah. That slides into a pussy pretty well. Wow. (laughs) You know? Wow. You would think that. Or if you get your leg cut off halfway down past your knee and you just have this little stump hanging down, you can slide that in a pussy. Wow. Or an asshole. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Skin is skin, I guess. Lay on your stomach and have your little leg (laughs) bent up and they ride your your leg. (laughs) You say that ever so casually. Your leg. (laughs) Okay, I might have seen porn. You might have. I really think so. Arms Um, (laughs) going in things. I bet you did. Yeah. Okay. There are also those who are aroused by the idea of becoming an amputee themselves, known as apotemphilia, comprising only a small number of case reports in literature. Unsurprisingly, these fetishes come with a variety of ethical concerns. While some amputees may be happy to participate, there are also a risk of non-consensually fetishizing individuals or whole groups of people. So, if you're an amputee already and you want to you know, take advantage. That's one thing. Yeah. But cutting your ha- cutting your hand off on purpose <laughs> because that's your fetish. Maybe you need to yeah. think about that. reassess life. Right. Okay. Well, no judgment, but no judgment. You can't undo that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Number two. What do we got? So, 
You know, this one was seriously about... <laughs> Number two got excited that started playing theme music for I, everything. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. This was just an attraction to statues. Yeah. You know, and that, that really wasn't my bag. I mean, not unless you want to talk about it. You didn't it. even try to say the word. Uh, Aglomatophilia? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> Listen, yeah, <laughs> I get this one. You do, don't I'm, you? I might have seen a porn on this one too. Uh, go figure. From the '90s, where girls were painted up as gargoyles, uh huh, or guys were painted up as gargoyles, and they would fuck them. What the fuck kind of Mormon shit were you watching? <laughs> Trust me, it wasn't Mormon shit. You know, you paint some dude up as a as a gargoyle, and a gargoyle attacks you and fucks a shit you. That's hot. If I was a girl, I don't know. <laughs> But you think of the Greek sculptures, and they're all, you know, they're all naked. They got nice tits, little dicks, whatever. <laughs> Gargoyles. That can be sexy. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I was more excited about age play. All right. Tell us about age play. Well, we know about age play, and that is... We know about age play. Yeah, we do. But we need to tell them about age play. All right. Age play is a kind of fetish that involves an exchange of power. So the sexologist, excuse me, uh, Jill McDewitt, PhD, and sexuality educator, is saying that in this activity, partners role play and act as if they're different ages from what they are. So a lot of people in the lifestyle, they either call themselves like a little or a middle. Right. And that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, little is a young child. Exactly. Three, five, seven. Sure. A middle would be a tween, like okay. 11, 13, 15. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. But that's not the only, like, you could pretend to be older. You can. A lot of people like grandmas. They so you could pretend do. to be 90 years old <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> they certainly do. But coincidentally, after I told you this story the other night. Oh. You went and sent me a link this morning. <laughs> Why did you tell the listeners what link that you sent? That doesn't have me? anything to do with age play. Yes, it does. No. Because this person wrote me on FET. Okay. Well, I sent you a link on Facebook. Yes. Let me find it. Yes. Let me remember what it was called. Okay. Well, no. I'm going to recap Attractive the Midgets. There on, you go. On Facebook. There you go. Because we talked about your little friend. So, this guy wrote me, and he's a little person. Right. He's an attractive man in his 30s. You know, he's on fat. He sends me an email, and he's like, you know, he was very polite. And he's like, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to come off as creepy. But I just want to let you know that I had a dream about you, Mistress Mia. And I was sitting on your lap, and you were squeezing my ass, and you ended up milking me to the point of basically I came multiple times. He's like, and I always go back to that dream because that's in his little spank bank. (laughs) And he's like, do you think that's ever possible? And I'm like, you know, if you come to the area, let me know. Right? Yes, because (laughs) I think midgets or little people are fucking adorable. You know, everyone has their preferences. And, you know, I like chihuahuas. <laughs> so, so what does this I have like, to do with age play? I like, you well, got to dress him up like a little baby? Well, yeah, because he said, <laughs> he said in this, he gave me the impression that he wanted to wear a diaper and that he basically wanted to be a little with me. 
Right. In this context. Yeah. Yeah. You'd so, like that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's adorable. I think it's cute. <laughs> you know? I think it's very cute. I mean, it's just like um, the actor. What's his name? The short little person. From Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember. God, I'm not... I'm, it's like... I know, I just can't remember. Yeah, he always has... To, he, it's a strange last name, I remember. Yeah. But point being, I think he's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's my take. <laughs> but we run into age players all the time. And, you know, I'm not really big on these big girls putting pacifiers in their mouth that are, you know, 30 and 40 well, years old. Baby Zuri's cute when she does it. Baby Zuri's fucking adorable. Yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's not my bag with women. Maybe right. that's it. Right. But when it comes to when men. When a guy does it. When a guy does it, it's fucking cute to me. <laughs> it's cute. I, I don't know. It's just adorable. But you like to dress guys up as little girls anyway. So. I do. Little girls and babies and yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Go ahead. So number four, autonepeliophilia. Oh, Jesus. Also known as paraphilic infantilism. Or dressing up like a baby. Oftentimes there's a mommy figure or a daddy figure, and this individual is playing the role of a child. Maybe they're being fed or nursed or wearing or using diapers or engaging in other infantile behaviors. I could do nursing. You could. I don't need to wear a diaper. Yeah. I can, I can suck on some titties. That's arousing. How about if we get you a pair of titties, could you nurse? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but if they wanted to pretend like my dick was a nipple, they could there suck on that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Bondage. Bondage. We all have great stories about bondage, John. We like tying people up. We do. We really do. And um, I did a really interesting bondage scene the other day with someone, and he was one of my oldest friends. And I used, um, I used rope. And then I used these really cool belts um, that my husband had ordered for me. And it was so cool. And I cuffed him up and and um, bound him up and had him hold on to some chains that were suspended from the wall. Huh? But uh, so anywho, so you've probably heard of bondage before. I have. It's the B and BDSM. It sure is. <laughs> so it's a type of activity where you restrain your partner with things like rope. Non-stick tape. Or cups, sticky tape. Sticky tape. <laughs> Doesn't tape. have to be non-stick tape. Yeah. It could be any kind of tape. Plastic wrap. You yeah. use a lot of things. So bondage is a stress as a trust exercise. It can be done for, for its own sake. Japanese bondage. Um, in particular, is aesthetic aesthetically beautiful and sexy to do. Or to add to other kinds of sensation from intercourse to spanking and more. So, yeah. So, I like to tie people up and then fuck them. Why not? Yeah. You know? Make them vulnerable. <laughs> they can't fucking move or escape. Right? <laughs> yes. But it, it, I like what it says. It's a trust exercise. Because that's true. You know? It is. I've struggled allowing my partner or anyone to put me in cuffs or chains I, I like it but my anxiety what's going to happen once they get me there can yeah. I can I trust them not to actually harm me yeah you know I like to be flogged I like it a lot but I need to know that my 
partner it knows how to do it correctly so that I'm not actually hurt. And it says here, you know, if you're going to do this type of activity, make sure that you know what you're doing. You're checking on your partner and make sure that's not too uncomfortable because it can cause permanent nerve damage if you don't it do can. it correctly. It can. So <clears throat> we talk about it a lot, but we don't really ever talk, discuss it. Just talk nice. about how dangerous it can be. It really can be. And everything we do is dangerous in BDSM. Absolutely. Yeah. We always that's say that. That's why we do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about breeding kink? Yeah. Okay. It's not my kink. I have kids. It wasn't. <laughs> Listen, breeding kink is. is well, let me just read it. When someone has a breeding kink, they're often into ejaculation. Ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Having can, come. Can we say ejaculation? Ejaculation. <laughs> Having, you wascally wabbit. Right. <laughs> having cum, whether it's semen, some sort of homemade cum recipe, or one of the many kinds of lube made to look like cum inside of them. Well, that's not really a breeding kink if you're using fake cum. Well, no, because you're taking things all the, all the way. You're like, when we do this, we're going to do it for real. Well, it's a breeding kink. The, yeah. Their fantasy is to get pregnant. Yes. So... But they're just saying... They just want cream pies. They just... Yeah, the delusion here. <laughs> the illusion of things. Okay. Because this is, you know, women's health. They can't actually condone anything. <laughs> I was choked on my water. Too. They won't come inside of them and talk dirty about pregnancy. You yeah. know, when I had children, my partner, my wife never said, put a baby in me. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was, we never had sex hoping that, you know... Oh, let's make a baby. No, mm -hmm. we were fucking. Right? And, you know, we were married, so we come inside of her. That's cool. Yeah. So, honestly, she was on birth control. Yeah. She had the shot. She had a the one that you have implanted. She was on pill. Yeah. She still got pregnant. Because Damn. I, because I have super sperms. You had super sperms is right. Yeah. That's I was Superman and Wonder Woman I, all in that shit. Right? <laughs> and I got some great kids out of it, too. You sure did. They fought for that shit. <laughs> wow um, so you know consensual non-consent yeah cnc is an umbrella term and we say umbrella term a lot because that's what a lot of bdsm is yeah it refers to any type of bdsm play or relationship dynamic where ignoring someone's no is part of the consensual role play so but because no can mean yes in CNC, thorough negotiation and the use of safe words are paramount. Consent, mutual respect, and ongoing communication are the cornerstones of this type of play. So, John, in consensual non-consent, does this mean rape is part of it? The fan oh, fantasy. The fantasy of rape. Role play. Yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times... People will say no or stop or no. They'll look at you and shake their head. No, no, no. And if you stop, that ruins it. Yeah. And it pisses them off. It's like, yeah. why'd you stop? It's like, because you told me to. No, no, no. And that's why negotiation is important. That's why we talk about this. No is not. You have safe words. There you go. If you want to say no, you say your safe word. Yeah. Anything else? Because I've, I've had partners. No, no, no. And I'll look at them and like. No, it's not your safe work and fuck them harder. That's it. And, you know, that's what they want. They know how to say. But there are times where you have to run. I've done it. I've even had to be reminded in a scene. Don't forget your safe word. 
even in the middle of it, like, I hear you. It's not your safe word. And just remind them that they have a safe word if they want to use it. They can. But sometimes you have to remind them in the moment, I need to know whether you really want me to stop or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, because we do. We get we get carried away and we forget that we have a safe word to stop it. Absolutely. Okay. Colorophilia. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means, but are you afraid of clowns? <laughs> if so, scroll down to the next item on the list because I'm talking about choreophilia. It's a sexual wow. attraction to clowns or to clown-like characters such as gestures or mimes. Listen, yeah. if you get off looking at a mime, you, you, you need some therapy. <laughs> Those guys are creepy. But look at all the guys that are attracted to um, what's-her-face on, um, what is it, Batman? Oh, yeah. Harley Quinn. There you go. Yeah. Isn't she considered, like, clown-like almost? Oh, she's fucking sexy. See? Because <laughs> she's got a painted face, right? Yeah, because yeah. she's a psycho bitch. There you go. That's okay. why I like her. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Again. <laughs> she's, she's fucking crazy. Keyword. Listen, when they're that crazy, you know they know how to fuck. So, there it is. There you go. Cuckolding. We've talked about that. Oh, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. So, everybody has their own version of cockholding. Right. I will say this. So, it's a form of BDSM and power play. The act calls for one person to watch their partner have sex with someone else or listen to stories about their partner having sex with someone else. You know, when a lot of people approach me about cockholding, they're just saying, hey, can I eat your pussy with cum in it? That's their version of it. Yeah. You know? So they may also enjoy the stimulation of being cheated on or, the, you know, for, for some reason they get stimulated by that. And I honestly think it's because they it's taking pressure off of them. Yeah. You know, but everybody has their own kink. All right. Here we go. Edging. We've talked about this one. Mm-hmm. We talked about all these. <laughs> we're, <laughs> so, we're so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable. We know what we talk about. <laughs> If you think the journey is more important than the destination, yeah, that's why we do BDSM. Mm-hmm. It's the experience. It's not just about coming. Anybody can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you may understand some of the appeal of edging, which is the practice of approaching orgasm and then backing off. As opposed to rushing over the finish line, those that edge like to keep it in view, dance it up, and then back away. How long does an edging session usually last? Depends. How long do you want it to last? So we've talked about before, edging a man and edging a woman are two completely different things. You know, edging a man, he only gets one orgasm, and then usually it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whether you're the dom or the sub, once the man comes, it's kind of done. It's done, unless you wait 15 minutes and make him come again. <laughs> Right. Or if he's in his twenties and he can come multiple times, you know, with my with my partner, even when I come, we still continue to play a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, because you know she's still horny. Yeah, I'm still horny just because I can't get my dick up doesn't mean I'm not still horny. Exactly. <laughs> so you edge a man to prolong his orgasm, and mm-hmm. then eventually he'll have a stronger, more intense orgasm because you know you you made it. Yeah, it's but, that build up. But with women. If you edge a woman, it just pisses the fuck off. That's right. Because it took a lot of work, and now you're like, fuck you. That's right. (laughs) 
Because with men, if you make them hold the orgasm for three or four days or a week or, you know, you put a cock cage on them and don't let them come. Yeah. They have a stronger orgasm. Yeah. With women, you want to make them come more often. And the more often you can make them come, the bigger they have an orgasm, the easier it is. So for women, you want to give them more orgasms. For men, you kind of want to hold them back a little bit. Exactly. At least that's what you told me when we did this episode. <laughs> that's right. Look at you and your good memory. No. <laughs> it's true. But my know. thing is, if you don't make me come, I'm just going to go beat off. Yeah, right. You know, I'm going to come anyway, so it doesn't work on me. Well, you know, and I told you, look at the movie, you know, Hysteria, you know, from years ago, and how so many women were not able to have orgasms. Yeah. Because men did not know how to do it. Well, that's, you know, the vibrator was a medical device. It was. Women would go to the doctor, and they would make them have an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. I didn't watch the movie, but I knew that. Oh, my God, John. You got to watch the movie. Oh, my God. So good. Okay. So, electrostimulation. Considering a subset of sensation play, electrostimulation involves creating arousal through a sensation of electric shock. We do this all the time. All the time. time. Exactly. Electricity plays uses toys and devices that issue a mild shock or sometimes a zappy feeling pulse this is different from the vibration and can fairly feel intense additionally most toys or devices are below the waist only because it's important to keep electricity away from the heart right so we've used we've used the violet wand violet wand it is important to keep the violet wand away from the face yeah and from the heart and if you have any metal pins or rods you know, you don't want to get it around the eyes because if you shock somebody in the eye, they're probably going to go blind. Exactly. So you don't want to get it there and accidentally, um, the heart is an electrical impulse that makes your heart beat. If yes. you mess up those electrical impulses, that's bad. Yes. <laughs> so it's bad. <laughs> and then we have the TENS unit. You don't want to put that around the heart because it's, that's exactly what the TENS unit does is it shocks the muscles. Yeah. Which the heart is. You don't want that around your eyes and things. Probably not on your neck. Yeah. You know, I probably I probably put it on my neck. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to. Because, yes. because I'm dumb. <laughs> well, you know, and here's the thing. Have you, did you put the tension before on your dick or your balls? Oh, yeah. Okay. So how is that feeling? Oh, it's great. It's great, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can work that muscle with it. <laughs> right? Yes. So, and I know that I even have the, um, I've done like, um, Oh, what's it called? Um, my gosh, bless it. I can't think of it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'll come up with it another day. <laughs> We're still talking about electrical play? We're talking about electrical play. Sounding rods and Thank zap you. Them. Thank you. Jesus, I couldn't think of sounding rods. I, I knew that's where you were going. Gosh. Because we've talked about it. Long day. Yes. So true. Put an electric rod up somebody's ass. Put wow. a sounding rod down their dick. Yeah. Put a vibrator on it, vibrate it, and zap it a little. Exactly. Boom. Come everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was was our friend Leather Rebel that was telling us about that. Right? He likes it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Number 12. We're getting there. 
We're not even close. <laughs> We're not even close, but that's cool. Emetophilia. You know what that is? Oh. It's the attraction to vomit. Yum, yum. Mmm. You're nasty. <laughs> it's this, erotic vomiting, John. You know, there's, there's <laughs> videos on this, too. Like, they're deep throat videos, and they try to make a girl vomit on their dick. And I'm just like, yeah, my dick's not going to stay hard for that. <laughs> But, you know, I guess I get it. They, they want to think they have such a big dick that it made the girl throw up because it was so big. Yeah. But I'm sorry. If you throw up on me, it's not going to be big. <laughs> it's not. A lot of guys just keep doing it. Gagging is one thing. Yeah, one, gagging is one thing. Mm. Vomiting, yeah, I'm yeah. down. But I'm not everybody. Some people like it. It says this can mean you're attracted to your own vomit or someone else's. Mm-hmm. Turned on by watching and listening to the vomit. Or doing the vomiting yourself. I'm sorry. If I see vomit or hear vomit or smell vomit, I'm puking too. With you. Yeah. Okay. There's only one major scientific investigation into erotic vomiting. It was in 1982. So knowledge on this subject is scant, but the themes of dominance, submission, and humiliation are self-evident within this fetish. Speaking of humiliation... Number 13, erotic humiliation. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's your, before we read this, what do you think your definition of erotic humiliation is? Erotic humiliation? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked before about the girls walking down the street downtown and just in their mini skirts, showing their stuff, bending over. You know, it's fun. That's erotic. It, a lot of people, you know, we've made people lick things up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really turn me on. Yeah. But it turns them on. Oh, it turns me on. Because, I, you know, it's not like I, well. It, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Yeah. I'm yeah. getting into it. Yeah. I've got this, this one guy who comes to see us and um, he looks like Channing Tatum. And when I get to do dirty shit to him, yeah, gets my juices going, definitely. Yeah, don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I don't want your juices going on me. Yeah, no. <laughs> So, erotic, uh, erotic humiliation is, uh, you may hear humiliation have flashbacks to schoolyard bullies. Though some folks may enjoy that role play scenario. So it's a myth that humiliation play must always be extreme, emotionally hurtful, and push boundaries. The assumption is the bottom must be emotionally torn down with cruel insults. That surely cannot be the case. While some people prefer this type of consensual humiliation, there are many other flavors. So some engage in playful, consensual forms of humiliation that involve lighthearted, teasing, playful name-calling, or consensual embarrassment. Yeah, you're playing with someone and you, and you say, you're going to be my little slut tonight, aren't you? That's right. You know, that's fun. That's right. As long as both are enjoying it. That's right. And, you know, it's like I was telling you I was playing with my old friend in the dungeon the other day. And um, I know he likes to be spit on. So I spit on him and I'm like, you know, look at you. You're already fucking filthy. You got my spit on you. You know, you've got fucking cum dripping all over my floor. You're going to have to lick it up. You know, you're just dirty and it's, you're just gross. You just make me sick. 
I eventually had to take his little cock cage off because it was like busting through the seams. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, of course, I always jab about him with his weight. I'm like, "Oh look, you've actually lost weight, so now you actually have an inch or two on your cock." <laughs> it's never measured now in the millimeters. Look at your little baby penis sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> so. They go on to talk about detailed negotiation is necessary for establishing boundaries and determining the type of humiliation that's comfortable for everyone. And that's true. You talk about this all the time. You can't call a woman a bitch if she don't want to be called a bitch. But you can call her a whore and a slut. And it is. It is all about. And I hate the word trigger because it just makes me think of a gun or something, which I'm right. cool with. But <laughs> Everybody has different childhood experiences. Yes. And every, everybody yes. has different things. Yes. And you with this type of play, you do need to negotiate and follow what you negotiated because you Absolutely. can leave serious psychological harm on someone. Absolutely. And that's the point of talking about everything, isn't it? Right. Okay. All right. Exhibitionism. Mm-hmm. We like this one. We show enough to. Exhibitionism is a term as long had a place in common language, but its definition in a sexual context is a little different. Consensual exhibitionism is erotic interest in being seen, observed, or exhibiting yourself and your body or sexuality. You want people to look at you. Think, it, uh, think of it as showing off in an erotic context. This can encompass things like performing sex with lights on and eyes open, liking to dress in a sexy fashion, and liking to have sex at a play party even better than liking it at home. It can be a real antidote for sexual shame and feeling unsexy. So that's true. You can, If you can take your clothes off in front of someone or in front of a group of people, that starts to empower you a little bit. And maybe the first time it doesn't. Maybe yeah. the first time it's really embarrassing. Yeah. But the more you're able to do it, the more self-confident you become. Absolutely. And nothing on the outside of you really changed it's changing on the inside you know it's interesting too that that's a very good point that you have because so many people that when we go to different events you know we always see people and they don't have a barbie and ken body no but they fucking let that shit hang out yeah because they don't give a fuck you know and that's part of their healing absolutely absolutely people need to feel that way because there is no one perfect body so it's a great thing you know I'm going to be real honest. I come to the parties and I run around naked sometimes. Yeah. It's really hard for me to take my clothes off and do that. Wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. It's difficult for me because I'm very self-conscious. And you've got a nice body. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have an ugly body. So it it takes time to get there. You know, I went out with my partner a couple of weeks ago. We went to a dungeon at a friend's house. I got naked and got on the cross, let her flog me in front of people. Right on. That was a big that was different. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. So Jeez. I've been flogged before, but never yeah. really like this. Never naked in front of a group of people. Yeah. So it wasn't so much being submissive to her in front of people. It was just the entire experience, and it was really freeing. I was going to say, it sounds erotic, honestly. Well, she started playing with me, and then it started, yeah. Getting nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But to be real honest, it was the first time I ever got an erection being flogged. Wow, look but at you. Because, you know, we 
we did it for about 15, 20 minutes and I didn't, but then she started to play with me and it was, it was kind of like the breath play. Yeah. I'm here. There's nothing I can do about it. And then that just changes your mindset. Yeah. I'm naked. I'm being flogged. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And it just let it happen. Look at you. So it takes, it's, it's a, for me, it was a way to let go some of the shame and just, it was very freeing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a big group of people. You know, it was a few people I knew. But still, a lot of people can't do that yet. I I can completely understand that. So. Good for you. Wow. All right. Um, Last but not least is food play. Splashing. Splashing, John. We've talked about this. People might find it hot because of the sensory stimulation. But mixing food with sexual pleasure oftentimes results in arousal for both parties involved. So even without the fetish, plenty of folks have tried a little whipped cream or chocolate syrup in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. You probably have something in the kitchen right now that you could be, you know, putting on someone's body to lick off. But you don't sure have to. Do. Get, you don't have to get messy <laughs> to enjoy food play. What? Hand feeding a partner berries or grapes can also be a sensual experience and doesn't require much cleanup. Or, I feed that pussy a strawberry. There you go. And then I lick up the mess. There you go. <laughs> or you can get totally messy nasty. <laughs> it just depends on how dirty you want to get. I want to rub it on a booty hole. Now, speaking of food, <laughs> speaking of food, yeah, you know, I love when our listeners, you know, they comment on stuff or they leave feedback and, um, you know, they comment and they tell us their stories. And I think that's great. I really do. There's no way for us to respond back to them on Spotify, but this is how we can really respond back to them. So, Nicole... Your last name starts with a T. You said in the comments, and I went ahead and published it on there, oh, no, he's not eating in the microphone, is he? (laughs) So John wasn't doing food play with that popcorn, but his popcorn show was good. And and we were drinking, and we were eating popcorn. We were having a good time. We had a fucking fabulous time maybe it was too much maybe you know people watch youtube videos all the time listening to people chew and smack on their food yeah (laughs) so you're fucking welcome you're welcome it was great (laughs) (laughs) but um food playing that it's fun we both enjoy that oh licking whipped cream off a girl's nipples yeah fuck yeah yeah put a little bit of chocolate syrup on the pussy yeah you know what it gets messy, and you have to stay down there for a little while to get it all up. That's right. And they like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rub, your, rub a strawberry inside her pussy and around her clit, and then eat it. Yeah. You look her in the eye, and you pull it out, and you're like, <laughs> and just eat it in front of her. She's like, oh, shit, you just ate that out of my pussy. And you're like, yeah, the fuck I did. You know what happens? She gets all kinds of wet for you. Right. Pro tip. That's right. <laughs> John will show you his tip. <laughs> Okay, we done, John? The, yeah, well, what I wanted to say was just all of these things. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. If you're not having fun, why are you doing it? Exactly. So. Exactly. Anyway, eat some popcorn and have a good time. That's right. <laughs> popcorn the pussy tonight, John. Ooh. <laughs> well, with that, make yeah. all of your popcorn the pussy fantasies become realities. <laughs>